ladies and gentlemen, the following episode is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle are your hosts of In The Click, Baby Huey and Brian Pronick. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my tag team partner, Brian Tronic. How's it going, man? It's going great, Huey. I'm glad to be back. We are back and ready to attack. Yeah, man. Here we are back for another episode of In The Click. So much to talk about. Here we are. Uh, we're, uh, let's see, a couple days removed from Monday Night Raw. And this weekend's the big Crown Jewel show, which we'll do our predictions for that in a little bit. But so much news-wise, clickbait news-wise that we'll get into. Of course, we'll talk about the highlights from SmackDown and Raw. It's just been a busy week, man. I just, um, you know, for me, I've like... I know we like we took a little time off, a little hiatus, just because we were busy with life and all that other stuff. And there was like so much major news that happened. Yeah. But then, sure enough, there's so many much more news going on right now. So that's the thing I love about pro wrestling. It's like a 24 hour news cycle. There's so much to talk about. So never much to ending. get into. It is really never ending. Like, <laughs> like today, like I was driving home from work, and like I was thinking, man, what are we gonna talk about? And then when I sat down at the computer, it was like looking up at stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, this story, this story, this story. So yeah, so much to get into, which we'll we'll, we'll do that in a second. But I do want to remind everyone, if you're listening to us right now, thank you for doing so. Uh, whatever you listen to us, if you listen to Apple Podcasts. Please leave us uh, a rating, leave a comment there, give us a five-star rating. Uh, a review helps out as well because, you know, I'm sure there's so many wrestling podcasts out there, so many great ones. So if you leave us a rating there, or excuse me, a, a review there, some nice words, that when people are looking through, they can read, you know, the, the feedback and hopefully gives people reason to subscribe to us. So please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts at. If you're watching to us, or excuse me, listening to us on YouTube, we got to start doing video. Yeah, you know, man. We still got to do it. I, I, we will get into that at some point. I just, I, I need to f- have some free time from work. Work's been so busy lately. So we will do that. Uh, but for uh, listening to us on YouTube, please subscribe, hit that like button, leave a comment as well. Share the podcast, email us in the click at gmail.com. I do want to do a fan question, maybe episode or something in the near future. So please email us any questions you have. And yeah, follow us on social media at In The Click, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. We will, uh, Brian, you're going to be watching Crown Jewel Live, right? Oh, Saturday yeah. morning. Okay, so yep. yeah, we'll be live Live-nerly. tweeting. <laughs> um, and you're going to be more live tweeting on your personal Twitter, right? That's right. That's right. At Brian I will Tronic. will be there at Brian Tronic okay. on Twitter. Yes. All the goods. Yes. And <laughs> I'll be doing some live tweeting and I'll retweet uh, both of our stuff on at In The Click's uh, Insta, or excuse me, Twitter page as well. So please follow along. So much to get into. It's going to be a busy week still. Uh, we just saw Dynamite early, which we'll uh, we'll save that for the next episode. We'll talk Dynamite, maybe NXT on uh, the next episode. But this episode's going to be all about Raw, SmackDown, predictions for Crown Jewel. But first, some clickbait news. And uh, unfortunately, some sad news. And I say that because we don't like seeing people lose their jobs, especially in the world of pro wrestling. But yeah, this week it was announced some releases over in NXT and uh, PW Insider was the one that reported this. So it looks like there was five releases uh, from NXT. The the first being Bodie Hayward, which is probably the biggest name. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's probably the most recognizable. He's the one that's been on TV a lot. The guy with the long blonde hair and Chase U. So he was released. Also, Sloan Jacobs, a uh, 19-year-old 
uh, red hair girl, yep. if I remember. She was in the, the breakout tournament, I believe, as yep. well. I, I think uh, she was. Yeah. And then let's see, Erica Yan um, from China. She signed with them last year. She started appearing on TV in late 2021. Uh, let's see, Damaris Griffin, 26-year-old from Texas. A uh, few appearances on NXT Level Up. And then Ru Fang, am I pronouncing that right? I hope mm-hmm. so. Um, signed to NXT, uh, let's see, a year ago uh, from China as well. Uh, made appearances on 205 Live and uh, some on NXT TV in an enhancement role. So, yeah, man, like I said, it always sucks seeing people lose their job. We don't want to see people lose their job. But, you know, these do happen in pro wrestling. You know, they got to yeah. make cuts, you know, here and there every once in a while. So, yeah, Brian, turn to you, man. Your thoughts on this latest set of releases. <clears throat> well, it was a little bit of a surprise just because, I, you know, I didn't think that they'd be doing any. I mean, I was surprised, but then I was you know, I, I'm not. I'm not happy to see anyone lose their job, obviously. But I was happy that it wasn't anyone who, you know, was involved in a storyline or who, you know, we've seen on television. I mean, again, you like you said, Bodie was probably the only one. Even mm-hmm. for me, I know for a lot of people, but even for me, like it was a surprise because it's just like, yo, he's part of Chase U. He's on TV every week. I thought he he was pretty decent in the ring. He's mm-hmm full of charisma right like he kills all those uh promo segments and and and, you know uh so it was it was a little weird um sloan jacobs was also another name um that me personally i was kind of shocked to uh Mm -hmm. see just because she was so young the few times that i saw her wrestle i thought she did pretty good especially being 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 as young as she is i was like well okay this is this is gonna work she can hang right Mm -hmm. Um, and then everyone else, like, I mean, I've seen a couple times on Level Up or they're used as security for different segments <laughs> yeah, and things yeah. like that. So it wasn't too many. Um, but, hey, you can't keep them on. And I did remember reading something saying that, um, I guess, the new rule in NXT that they're going to give you time. And if it doesn't work out, then they're going to let you go. I know I saw someone on Twitter say, Oh well, some of these people have only been there for a little, a little over a year, not even two years. I think the rule was two years, but you know, hey, I mean, I would if if even if it's been a year, I still feel like hey, if it's not cutting, there's no point in wasting the other year yeah. to see if you're going to get it right. Yeah, yeah, no, and that report you're talking about, that's from our boy, Graham GSM Matthews, that's right. uh, from Bleacher Report and WrestleRant. He was down at SummerSlam at the tryouts down there, and he did an interview with one of the, the like head NXT officials or someone from WWE's camp. And, yeah, he explained to him, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I should have had that up in front of me, but I believe more or less is they get, like, evaluated every six months. Mm. And then I think once you're on NXT TV, you have, like, two years to progress to a point um, to move up to Raw or SmackDown. And if two years' time being on NXT TV, if you're not ready for Raw or SmackDown, then, yeah, they got to let you go. Um, okay. But I do get what you're saying, though, as far as, uh, you know, a lot of these people just signed like a year ago. So what's the deal? So maybe it's a situation they've been recently reevaluated and they just felt like they weren't progressing enough uh, mm-hmm. to be even on NXT TV. That's my guess here. That's just how I'm assuming it. Um, and, you know, keep in mind, they're at a point now where you know they, they are signing a lot of uh, collegiate athletes. Um, I know 
Triple H under his regime now, he's more open to bringing back some or uh, signing indie talent, kind of like how it was back in the day with NXT, you know, signing guys from like Ring of Honor and other big names from the indie scene. So it's like he's kind of like he's doing the best of both worlds as far as trying to sign maybe indie talent and then get like these top collegiate athletes who are, you know, finishing up college and looking for work now. And, you know, maybe they'll get into pro sports so maybe wrestling's like their fallback plan um what's the the, the three-letter uh and i was gonna say nfts not nfts uh, um, um nf not nfl um uh, uh, I, nil nil so that's next where it's like line. next line so that's where it's like you can make money working while in college mm-hmm. right is that how i've um, yep lane layman's term uh yeah yeah wwe actually they signed a couple of next in line uh college athletes who aren't even like they haven't even reported to the pc yet right like they have access to it like committed to train yeah but um i know these two twins i forget for, for, i forget their oh, names the one from fresno right from fresno from, yeah. yeah fresno yeah 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 I, I believe they're still playing ball somewhere yeah i think down so, there yeah yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah no so th- that's the thing is like so that's what i'm saying is like you know they're now at the point now where they're cycling in new talent every i don't know how often they bring in new talent to the performance center but yeah you don't want like this log jam situation where you keep bringing in more talent right and then the ones that are already signed there who's been down there for a minute it's just you know your roster at the performance center is going to keep growing yeah. and so you know you gotta clear some space to make room for the next set of talent to come in the next class and so maybe the older class that are there if they're not progressing enough to maybe be on nxt regularly or get moved up to raw or smackdown then unfortunately yeah you got cut bait and let them go um but i do understand this situation it's a little interesting you know specifically like Bodie hayward who you know he's been wrestling here or there he's been very much a part of chase you as like the sidekick for for chase and doing all the vignettes and these segments and uh out in the ring and stuff so that was really surprising i know it was a brian alvarez made a comment i believe this week said he heard that apparently uh Bodhi has been labeled like someone that's a handful to work with to deal with mm-hmm. that's just you know Brian Alvarez saying that. Who knows? Yeah. None of us are there. We don't know how he is. Um, I do want to shout out our boy Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited. He actually texted me earlier. He's going to be doing an interview with Bodie this week. So oh, sweet. Subscribe to Pro Wrestling Unlimited's YouTube page. As soon as he gets done with that, I'm sure he's going to turn that around and uh, upload it to their YouTube page and also uh, his website, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. So, you know, follow Pro Wrestling Unlimited on all social media and follow Tim on Twitter at Timmy Buddy. Um, I know Bodie's actually so Bodie got released. What was it uh, yesterday? But he's already doing interviews. Uh, so, like I said, I'm gonna wait and listen for the Pro Wrestling Unlimited interview. Probably because yeah. I gave I gave Tim some questions, so I want to see which <laughs> questions he asked him. Sweet, <laughs> you didn't hear that from me, but I helped him out. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> but anyway, but Bodie did some other interviews, um, uh, and he talked about his time in NXT, which I'm sure Tim will get into that with him. Uh, but he did see explain how he got the news. Uh, apparently, it was a 45-second call just to let him know that he wasn't maximizing his potential, which definitely caught him off guard because you, you know, we saw the latest stuff with Chase and uh, Duke Hudson, and it seemed like he was getting a lot of TV time. So he, And then he also said he was shocked by the release. 
Um, he just he just came out of left field. Um, so uh, um, let's see. He just he said he loves being in front of the crowds, uh, and you know it sounds like he wants to keep going. So like I said, you know I know there's quotes out there. Like I said, I'm gonna wait for more of Tim's interview to kind of hear more of Bodie's side of the story. So look, please, you know, for the clicksers out there, support Timmy and uh, wait for his interview to drop with him. Uh, but yeah, no, Bodie, like he signed what last August, August, 2021 made his debut yeah. on TV this January. So I, I get it. It's like, yeah, he's barely been the company for what? 14, 15 months now. So it's odd that, you know, someone got released. A lot of these, uh, these people here have been with the company for a year, but maybe it's a point they've been evaluated. They weren't progressing enough to the standards to maybe be on TV regularly. So maybe that's why I just had to guess. So, um, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate though because he he did so well. But you know, and and as we're sitting here talking about it, I, I just thought real quick that you know maybe. You know, because he was a big part of Chase U, right? But maybe mm-hmm. he's just maybe he maybe maybe they wanted something, in it, whether it's from him or from someone else. I mean, I know they have Thea Hale now too, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's such a big personality, uh, full of charisma, also. So maybe it just didn't click. Maybe the three of them weren't weren't going in, in the direction that they maybe they wanted the group to go in. Yeah, um, that's true too. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it sucks. It sucks to 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 get a call like that. I'm sure when you know that you're on TV and you, you got that whole crowd section, and you know everyone loves Chase U, right? <laughs> yeah. No, like he said, he's shocked because like he's on TV regularly, and mm-hmm. and and he's part of a faction, the Chase U mm-hmm. faction, and mm-hmm. you know, it seems like he's things are going well in his career in his short time down in NXT, but. You know, whatever the reason is, they, they they felt like you just don't need him anymore. So I hope, and he never wrestled before. He was like someone that was, you know, they taught from the beginning. Like, so he signed mm-hmm. in August uh, 2021, never wrestled before. So he was a collegiate athlete, I believe. So, yeah, he was learning from scratch how to wrestle. So, you know, hopefully, yeah. you know, he, um, you know, has the wrestling itch and wants to keep wrestling and, uh, you know, wish him all the best. So, like I said, we'll wait for Timmy's interview uh, with with him and see what he has to say. But uh, uh, speaking of the wrestling inch, the wrestling bug, I guess you can say, CM <laughs> Punk. You like that segue? Yes. <laughs> wrestling itch, wrestling bug. I don't know where, where we're going. But, yeah, Either CM or. Punk back in the news once again. Uh, which, oh, by the way, with Bodie, I do want to say it was kind of – Little sad moment, Chase U this week on NXT. They looked at the flag, the Chase U flag, and she's uh, said, Oh, it feels like something's missing, and Bodie's not there to hold the flag. So everyone's like, That was sad. (laughs) That was sad. It was very sad. But But I'm glad uh, they addressed it. I'm glad they addressed it. And they did that. You know, Indy did with Dexter Loomis, Mm -hmm. and, you know, which is cool for us fans that, you know, pay attention to all the wrestling news sites and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. Um, but yes, CM Punk back in the news. We talked very in depth about CM Punk last episode, so please listen to that. As far as uh, a phrase that I forgot to say last time, he was more or less voted off the island. <laughs> That's something they've been using as more of a, a phrase to explain mm-hmm. how we talked last episode how a lot of the upper talent or a lot of talent AEW 
were vocal that they don't want to work with CM Punk anymore. So maybe that's partly why they didn't bring him back after his big old brawl with the elite. But yeah, it sounds like a phrase that Dave Meltzer was saying. It was like, yeah, he pretty much got voted off the island at the <sighs> AEW locker room. They didn't want to work with him. Oh, man. But um, some more news came out. And so um, with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, they actually had Nick Hasman uh, from Wrestling Inc. on their show. Um, and you can watch on their YouTube page. It's about like a 20-something minute uh, segment together just uh, as they said reviewing their notes each of their sides of you know because they've both been covering the whole CM Punk story and Nick had some recent uh, news from, from CM Punk's camp about the whole Larry the Dog situation <laughs> um, so they were just kind of talking you know what they both heard and just really flushing out the whole latest on CM Punk and um, the big takeaway what a lot of people are running with which when I heard it, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but a lot of people are taking that quote from Nick and making a bigger deal. So mm-hmm. Nick uh, on Wrestling Observer Radio said, quote, cash does not seem to be an issue for this guy. He's got Rodins and Hollywood going on right now. Stephen Amell certainly shining him up. And with what they're trying to do over on heels right now, I have a lot of people that have known Punk that say to me, this guy's never going to wrestle again. So a lot of people are taking that quote because, you know, Nick is based in Chicago. He knows, I guess, a lot of people from CM Punk's camp, that inner circle over there. So apparently, even though CM Punk's time in AEW seems to be done with the contract buyout that we talked about, mm-hmm. it looks, from Nick's words, the guy has plenty of things to do outside of AEW. Looks like some acting, some Hollywood stuff, linking up with Stephen Amell on heels. Maybe he's got some other opportunities in, in the acting world. Um it's so it sounds and he's good with his money and if he's getting like a buyout from AEW that's a lot more millions of dollars coming his way just to sit at home so apparently he's been really good with his money to begin with so right if with that being said you know he from a money standpoint it looks like he doesn't need to wrestle anymore he's got money to live off of so uh there's a follow-up to that so um uh, was it some update on CM Punk? Uh, was a Fightful Select uh, follow-up to all this? So CM Punk said, or they've heard that CM Punk has no active lit- litigation against, uh, let's see, um, from the whole post-all-out backstage incident. Um, but a source to CM Punk said he isn't ruling him out of wrestling again, claiming that the former two-time AEW world champion, quote, got the wrestling bug again. All that considered, it's widely believed that it take quite a bit of time for an in-ring return to be even discussed as Punk recovers from the torn triceps he suffered all out. With everything unfolding between him and AEW and the timetable for his injury, perhaps all might not be the same when the dust settles, a.k.a. I interpret it when he heals up. Right, right. now, he's still got that wrestling bug, but yeah, you know, maybe down the road when he heals up, maybe that will change. Um Fightful source, though, does indicate that Punk would have options if he ever does have the desire to return to the squared circle, including the obvious WWE rumors sure to spring up again. Notably, AEW President Tony Khan did happen to name drop Punk in an interview with Busted Open Radio on Wednesday morning, his first such mention of Punk's name since All Out. So, all right, Brian, <laughs> you know, a couple days ago, everyone thought CM Punk is done with wrestling, never going to wrestle again. Now, the latest update from CM Punk's camp is he does have the wrestling bug, and maybe once he's healed, he might wrestle again. Who knows? I think they're saying it to keep the door open. <laughs> yeah. And people guessing. But yeah, your thoughts mm-hmm. on this whole thing? Um, so, 
it, it's it's one of those situations. It's like okay, if CM Punk were to wrestle again, I think the only fit for him other than AEW, which I felt like obviously was a perfect fit. I know a lot. You know, he came back. It was perfect, right? He was world champ. You know, uh, the only other place I see him going if he were to continue wrestling is WWE. Yeah, and they can afford it, him. It, it, they can definitely afford him and. But see, I, that depends on how petty CM Punk is, right? Because <laughs> I feel like Punk, you know, he said a whole bunch of things about WWE. And if Punk is who he says he is, we will never see him back there again, right? But um, I, I, like I said, it depends on how petty he is. It depends mm-hmm. on what kind of statement he wants to make, how upset and frustrated he is about how things went down with AEW, the elite, and Tony Khan, right? Does he want to stick to AEW and go back to WWE? Right. Well, well, and I say AEW, Tony Khan, and the elite. Chris Jericho also is, you know. The whole locker room that that voted him off the island. He might be saying, screw you guys. I'm going to go back to WWE, the biggest company in the world, and maybe uh, they'll let me cut somewhat of a shoot promo in the ring and call them out somehow. Who knows? (laughs) Can you imagine him coming out on Monday or Fridays and just being given a live mic <laughs> new pipe bomb 2.0 in the wwe uh, uh space that would be interesting i'm, I'm back home <laughs> this is my i know oh, wait I, I left sports entertainment i don't know how long the non-compete is but let's say it's next year i left sports entertainment eight years ago and i'm back <laughs> you know play on because when he went to yeah. AEW, cut that promo and said i left the wrestling business what uh when he signed with WWE back in 07, whatever yeah. it was, like 12, he said, what, 12 years ago? Or, oh, mm-hmm. what, 14, whatever it was, the yeah. number. He says, I haven't, like, like, he left pro wrestling world to go with WWE, that's sports entertainment. So he hasn't been a pro wrestler in how long? So, which that <laughs> promo always did kind of bug me a little bit because it's like, mm-hmm. well, Nah, man. Like WWE took you to new heights and oh yeah, brought your name to a whole new level and fame and money and recognition. Like, but anyway, that's a whole nother topic. But <laughs> it'd be interesting. And like I said, we talked in depth if you know, our thoughts of him going back to WWE or not. I know Triple H word is wrestle votes or whoever said like word is Triple H is open to the idea. But it'd be interesting, like him and CM Punk. What is their relationship now? Correct me if I'm wrong. They were supposed to have a match at WrestleMania, but CM Punk backstage kind of like a big argument and and did not want to have the match with Triple H. Is that what it was? I Do think so. I okay. think so. Some some along the lines of him wanting him. I think he initially wanted the match, but then didn't want the match. Um, mm-hmm. I heard like two or three different versions okay. of that story. And so, yeah, where does Triple H want to deal with him again? And you know. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at this. It's like, yeah, WWE could sign him and stick it to AEW. Then again, I'm concerned how would that affect the locker room at WWE. You bring right. that that drama over I, there. That's what I was gonna say. I was I was gonna say you got to wonder how the locker room in WWE is gonna feel if you know something like that were to happen. You and don't want to mess up what you got. Yeah. You know, I read some reports. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to say I read some reports today that um, the morale and 
everything in WWE as a whole has been a lot better yeah. ever since ever since Vince left, right? So you don't want to mess that up for anybody. Well, and Triple H is, you know, earning a lot of um what's the word? Uh good points, not what's the term? I'm trying to think of from the fan base right now, like the mm-hmm. WWE as a whole is kind of winning back the fans with kind of their booking as well. Not all the booking, but you know, <laughs> things seem to be going in the right direction. So goodwill. They're having a lot of goodwill with yeah. the WWE universe right now. So while maybe from a rating standpoint, it might be huge news and buzz to bring CM Punk back. But from behind the scenes, is that the right move? And then long term, like I said, if CM Punk's there for X amount of years, could that affect you know future maybe AEW talent wanting to sign with WWE to be like I don't want to go over there I'm gonna stay in AEW then so that could be sh- you know shooting themselves in the foot by bringing CM Punk to WWE it kind of ruins out maybe future young talent prospects they want to sign so I don't know we'll see like I said it's all speculation who knows how CM Punk will feel after I don't know how long it takes to heal what six nine months healing from that tricep injury yeah he, he might you know six nine months time for now I'd be like yeah never mind i rather just go work in hollywood and make a good paycheck without putting my body on such you know <laughs> beat up beat up my body so right i don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes but yeah i just want to make that uh just the latest cm punk news which i'm sure we'll hear a lot more over x amount of time i wonder when cm punk is healed if and when he'll give his thoughts. I mean, I know legally probably can't say much about the brawl, but like maybe his mindset about the wrestling business, what he wants to do. I wonder if he'll be vocal at all on social media or do an interview somewhere. I don't know. We'll or, see. Or if he, or if he does an interview and he just goes, yeah, I'm tired of working with those children. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm beat up. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of WWE, something, speaking of goodwill that I just mentioned, uh, something else was kind of shocking this week. So it was announced that Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be wrestling the great Muda in a singles match at Noah's the New Year 2023 event on January 1st at Budokan Hall in Japan. So it's going to be Nakamura's first time wrestling in Noah in nine years. So it's really cool. I know uh, great Muda is having like a set of retirement matches. And I think it's like uh, it's all going to be that with that first week in January. So, uh, yeah, man. It's this is a lot of people are excited that someone from WWE is being given the okay, the green light to go wrestle in a different promotion. So, Brian, yeah, your thoughts on Shinsuke uh, wrestling against the Great Muda for a Noah? Well, I think it's great. You know, it, it, I remember waking up and seeing the, you know, the tweet, and I was like, "What? <laughs> this is this has got to be a fake graphic, right?" That's what I think. I, was, I saw the graphic. I was like, "Wait." <laughs> Did they just Photoshop Shinsuke on a, on a different <laughs> wrestling promotion? I mean, there's a lot of dream match graphics out there that look really, that look real, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but then when I saw Shinsuke posted, I was like, wow, like that's, that's really neat, you know? And I think it's a, it's a big deal. It's a great thing that Triple H and WWE was able to, um, partner up and make this happen. I think it does a lot for, the fans, but it does a lot. I think as a, us as fans, we we forget sometimes. Like we're we're so selfish, right? It's like, oh man, it's great. This is great for us. <laughs> but we got a one thing that struck me and that made me kind of smile was uh, Shinsuke. Uh, he put out a tweet 
what did he say? He said, hold on, let me go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Cause okay. Well, for me, what I thought, it was just cool because, like, it's cool to see WWE give permission for one of their talent to go wrestle in a different promotion. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, they are independent contractors. So it's kind of nice that they're going to let someone wrestle somewhere else. So, yeah, and, and especially for Great Muda, you know, he's one of the right. legends. I know Sting is going to be part of the festivities or a match that same week as well. So it looks like Great Muda is going to go out with a bang in his retirement week of matches. And so that's cool. Sting, one of his greatest rivals, Shinsuke Nakamura, obviously a, a Japanese legend. So this is really cool. And apparently this all came together last minute, like an agreement was made October 26th of so what, a week right. ago. Super so last very last minute. minute. Um, Shinscape sent out a tweet and said, "This is a miracle," mm. and like, as a fan, it kind of makes you. For me personally, it makes me step back and go, "Wow!" Like this, this, this means a lot to him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this probably is bigger for him than because you know us as fans, we like to dream book and we like to we look at how certain wrestlers and I know Shinsuke is part of that bunch of wrestlers who people have looked at over the last few years and gone, Oh man, he's being underused. He, mm-hmm. he, he should go somewhere else. He should go this place. He should go that place, you know, but really a guy like Shinsuke, all he wants to do is just kind of chill. Probably at this point in his career, you know, surf, surf, make <laughs> money, uh, tour, you know, go around the, go around the world, uh, for however long he has left or feels like he wants to do this. But even having the opportunity to do something like this, I think finally now you can finally say, okay, maybe it's not that bad being here. You know, Shinsuke is happy. What does this mean for other talent, other wrestlers? I mean, you see Carl Anderson, uh, still being able to, you know, dump his feet in and out of the new japan door you know what which I mean? it was officially revealed as a work like yes they announced that he will not be at the show november 5th for new japan instead he's going to be at crown jewel so it was all a work and apparently yeah. Yeah, it was revealed that yeah he he knew he got double booked and so he told new japan let's make this uh into an angle for a little bit so sorry mm-hmm. to bring everyone's heart that thought was real but yeah no sorry keep going <laughs> yeah but you know um it, it's 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 a cool thing um, and it just kind of, I mean, if, again, if WWE is going to start, a, a, you know, if this is the beginning of them allowing talent to go to, you know, different promotions or even just be a part of big, um, moments, right. Mm-hmm. For certain wrestlers. Uh, I mean, even, even down the line, like I, I know that Tony Khan and WWE don't really have that great of a relationship, but who's to say that? You know, one day if something big does happen with Ring of Honor, they don't get a cameo from Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. No, I I I, I hear you. Like I, you brought up a good point. The cool factor, which you know, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, this is cool. Like I said, this is another way for WWE to earn some goodwill with the fans. Be like, see, look, we're letting one of our own do something really cool that he wants to do and part of this really fun event overseas. And so, like I said, it just reinforces the goodwill WWE's been building as of late under the Triple H regime. So mm-hmm. I respect that. Now, I was just trying to remember. Now, was Noah, when Triple H wanted to do the NXT expansion in different continents, mm-hmm. was Noah the promotion that he wanted to buy to make it NXT Japan to turn it into that? I think I so. I think that's it. So, yeah. um, so a lot of people are conspiracy, like, oh, is he trying to – trying to lend Shinsuke to Noah 
and build a working relationship with them and eventually try to buy them. I mean, that's just <clears> one conspiracy I, I, I saw online, which I'm like, I, who knows? I, I think Triple H right, for right now needs to focus on just Raw and SmackDown and just build that. Mm-hmm. Get ready for WrestleMania season in the near future. Like, Don't worry about expansion yeah. and other continents. Like, <laughs> Focus on the number one co- company in the world and just making that, you know, compelling storylines and entertain for us you know right don't get, don't get too far ahead of yourself but with that being said i, I think it's just really cool and it'd be interesting to see what other you know maybe down the road other superstars can go off and do one-off things elsewhere and other promotions and whatnot so uh i'm sure it's gonna be really exciting so yeah man looking forward to seeing all that um also well speaking of you know wwe this weekend crown jewel from a little real life world news uh, situation here. There is some concern about the safety of WWE right now, considering what's going on in the real world. So it was reported from, was it the Wall Street Journal? Yeah. Uh, They did a report saying Saudi Arabia shared intelligence with the United States regarding an imminent threat of an attack from Iran on the kingdom's energy infrastructure. Uh, The United States military and other forces located in the Middle East are said to be on, quote, uh, elevated alert level following the warning. So with that being said, a lot of people are concerned. Like, uh, WWE is going over to Saudi Arabia this weekend for Crown Jewel with the potential, quote, you know, imminent threat of an attack from Iran on that country. A lot of people are concerned about, you know, you know, the safety of all of WWE going over there. But Brian, yeah. you had some clarification, right, about um you know the the, the security and all that stuff, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh PW Insider said um that they had gotten word that the threat uh actually isn't supposed to be in Riyadh and like anywhere near where Crown Jewel is gonna be. Okay. So that's the good thing. And I think that they've had, you know, WWE has had their people looking, you know, all over the place and, and making sure that they're keeping their talent and everybody out of the line of fire, you know. And so, uh, you know, it can only hope for the best. And, uh, you know, they're going to go and they're going to do that show regardless. <laughs> <laughs> paid, they get paid $50 million per show. That's a yeah. lot of money for just a, a three hour program, four hour program, whatever it is. Yeah. I got to pass that up. No, but they're from going. a ser- Yeah. And, you know, we were talking before we recorded tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, WWE Superstar has been posting that they, they already flew over there today and they're over there now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if the potential area of attack is way far away. It looks like they could still do this. So, but, you know, by all seriousness, we hope everyone's okay and staying safe. Uh, I know Meltzer said, quote, um, from what he heard from his people, uh, the best term regarding Saudi Arabia would be monitoring the situation. All plans for the show at this moment, or excuse me, all plans. <laughs> Meltzer sometimes he'd run on words. All plans <laughs> are for the show at this moment, but you can't control the real world. So anyway, from what it sounds like Meltzer said, the show is still going to go on, but they're monitoring the situation. So like, yep. so I hope everyone stays safe. That's the big thing. So do you um, think? Do you think? And, and do you think that it's possible that once this is all done, once this deal is over with, that they that they uh, Go back, like do you think Renew? there's any? Do you think there's any talks of ex- extensions Ex- or anything like that? <sighs> I <laughs> listen. I know this is Saudi Arabia's attempt for trying to improve their image by having these type of shows every year. It's part of mm-hmm. a big 
agenda to mm-hmm. like improve their image. Like, look, we do fun things here and all that stuff. I know there are other people said, oh, it's just propaganda. They're still a bad country. I know a lot of people frown upon this show every year called Blood Money, all that stuff. I understand all that. I, <laughs> For me, I guess partly I would like to see maybe WWE after this, this, this uh, contract, this deal is up in how many years. I hope maybe they'll just, you know, step away and just, you know, all right, we had a nice, what, is it a 10-year deal? 10 or whatever? years, yeah. After the 10 years is up. Because, like, this is, what, year number five, I want to say, roughly? I'm 20, just guessing. Uh, greatest Royal Rumble. Royal, was that, was Royal that Rumble 2017? Greatest Royal Rumble was 2018. Okay. Um, But then I think they had one before that in 20... 2018 was the DX reunion, right? Uh... I think it was the DX stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think 2017 is when it started. Okay. Yeah. So, and so for a while, they were doing two a year, right? Because they did Elimination Chamber this year there. Yep. Uh, it looks, they, they, they did. They do. They were they, last. Was it this year? No, it was, it was this year. Elimination, Elimination Chamber, Chamber was in Yeah, February, Bobby Lashley right? got taken out. Yeah. That's Brock right. Lesnar won yep. through, through Austin Theory. That's I know right. for me, like from a, maybe a PR standpoint, and just I'm tired of people criticizing WWE. I just hope after this deal is up, they just go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And that way, WWE doesn't have to deal with people being critical, the haters out there. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, it is a lot of money, and for the shareholders and stuff, they'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're giving up fifty million dollars." Per show, like that's a lot yeah. of money you're giving up now. So I'm sure money talks, and I would not be surprised if they do sign a new deal or extension or something. I would not be shocked I, by it. I say that the one thing, not to not to keep this going, but one just one more thing I want to point out because, like, in regards to the deal, and I, you know, everyone not really uh, liking it. I think the fact that they were able to break down that that wall and make it able for women to compete over there. True. Yes. I think that's, that's still a wonderful thing. I mean, even, I mean, I was, yes, I've, I've been watching over the last few weeks, like, okay, they finally announced Bianca and Bailey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who else? Who else? Women's tag the, titles. I see they added the tag title. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, we got some, got some women still going yeah. over there and competing. So, yeah. you know, and I know for the talent, you know, it, it while us as fans and people, you know, have their personal opinions, the talent they I'm sure they have theirs too, you know. They 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 probably look at this as an opportunity to go down there and at least attempt try to make a change. You, yeah. you know? That's true. And that's the thing, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, if they're making change, they should be doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, Well, <laughs> things don't happen overnight. It takes time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the first couple shows like no women wrestlers then mm-hmm. they started adding them and then of course they got to wear like the full cover outfits yeah for because that's you know part of their religious religion yeah. beliefs or whatever over there um mm-hmm. their standards and practices so you know things take time so i i want to be optimistic that this actually does bring some good and maybe yeah it changes um you know things for the better i like i said mm-hmm. i'm just trying to be optimistic but yeah. then again I, i'm concerned about you know i hope from a safety standpoint, everything works out just fine for the long yes. term. You know, there was that what plane ride, well, not plane ride from hell, but like <laughs> they thought a hostage situation a couple years ago. Yeah, man. So, so I like I said, I if WWE can make money and everyone stays safe and you know actually does some positive good, then yeah, let them keep doing it. Um, 
but also at Crown Jewel, and I'll save this more for the predictions, but I treat Crown Jewel more like always like an exhibition. It's like, you know, stuff that happens there. It's just more just to entertain those people on mm-hmm. that, you know, that pay for it. Um, mm-hmm. WWE's just doing it because it's, you know, on the calendar, but like all the major storylines will kick back in the gear once that's over. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we'll get into more of that with the prediction stuff. Um, well, speaking of WWE and the storylines, so we know we see like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they were like, you know, acknowledging each other on SmackDown for a few weeks. And then Kevin Owens just been gone off TV and all people are like, whoa, what happened? I thought him and Sami Zayn were, you know, starting a storyline and was Kevin Owens going to try to interfere with the bloodlines business. And, but he just disappeared. It's like, boom, he just vanished. So apparently there's a reason for that. It's because, uh, triple H's plans for Kevin Owens on pause due to the white hot SmackDown start referring to Sami Zayn. And, um, I know Kevin Owens, the only time we've seen him recently was on the October 18th episode of NXT. Uh, that was before what Halloween havoc, uh, mm-hmm. but apparently, um, let's see, WrestleVotes, when speaking with Gimme Sport, um, is now reporting that KO isn't on TV because Triple H has paused his plans due to the, how over Sammy's involvement with the faction has gone, aka the bloodline. Quote, he was paid to get involved with Sammy and the bloodline, referring to Kevin Owens, but that's white hot, but that's white hot right now. Those plans, from what I've been told, are definitely pushed back, but they're not off because the plan is for Kevin Owens to be with Sami Zayn. Um, he also added, whatever they had planned for Kevin Owens is totally on pause because this stuff with Sami doesn't come around often. This was supposed to be a little three or four week comedy deal. It's getting big. So, yeah, Brian, your thoughts on uh, there's your explanation why Kevin Owens just kind of disappeared from TV. Because, uh, Sam, yeah, Sami Zayn's been so over, uh, and they're making this story go on a little bit longer. But, yeah, your thoughts on it? I think it's the right call. Um, Sami Zayn has gotten bigger, like, so big, even bigger than I thought that he would be, right? Uh-huh. I remember I had I had conversations with my cousin not too long ago, and he's like, Sami Zayn's great. I'm like, ah, he's all right, you know. But Sami <laughs> Zayn, he's, be, he's become, like, a huge, if not the biggest, one of the biggest, the top two, top two or three stars in the company right now yeah. in terms yeah. of who's over. You know, if he, I mean, I don't know how well the honorary U shirt is doing in terms of merch sales, right? But, I mean, it's got to be doing well. Um, I think it's perfect because then you could – stretch this story out just a tad bit more and once they announced the elimination chamber for Montreal right mm-hmm. which is you know uh uh Sammy's hometown if I'm not mistaken right he's from Montreal I, right yeah is he or yeah Quebec uh let me see I mean no I he, is, he is French Canadian yeah because he yeah let's see uh um, Kevin Kevin is Kevin is is uh yeah he's billed from Montreal Quebec yeah okay okay yeah. So, I think that Which Shawn Michaels is the daddy of, <laughs> right? <laughs> Montreal, who's your daddy? Oh man, <laughs> that's that's such a great segment. Like, how many years was that after the screw job? Oh <laughs> that was, man, like, so the ten years later, <laughs> he's yeah. in, on Raw. Montreal, who's your daddy? Oh, wait, did didn't he play Bret Hart's music? He came did. Out today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's good stuff. Sorry, sorry, man. not to go on a tangent. No, that, 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 that's, that was great stuff. But like I said, I feel like I feel like that's a perfect opportunity to resume, or maybe they could resume it, you know, towards the end of this year and conclude it in yeah. Montreal. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were expecting and hoping for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to win the tag team titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to finally be the ones to take it off the Usos. I feel like Montreal Elimination Chamber, that would be the perfect time. Um, and if not, I mean, you could – I know the talks of Sammy potentially being, you know, uh, the one to dethrone our tribal chief yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, his, of, his, of his championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if – that would ever happen? I mean, I, we look. We live in. We're in a different <laughs> WWE now, right? Like, yeah. Triple H is in charge of the booking, so really anything can happen. The surprise you know, Vince is, yeah. was, Vince, if Vince was still in charge, then I would say no. That's never going to happen. In fact, I actually said no. It's never going to because my cousin was telling me he needs to be world champ. I'm like, he's like, he needs to win the money in the bank. He's not winning money in the bank. Sorry, it's, it's not happening. Well, I saw <laughs> was it online. One person said, "Wouldn't it be cool?" If Roman WrestleMania weekend fights The Rock night one, just to decide who's the tribal chief, the true tribal chief, head of the mm-hmm. table. Um, even the titles don't even need to be on the line. Rock can be like, I don't need the titles. It's just about pride. Right. And then night two can be against Cody Rhodes, the winner of the Royal Rumble. Like This is all fantasy booking, by the way. Um, and then let's say, you know, last episode we talked about the idea of Money in the Bank moving move back to WrestleMania. What happened if they do it this year? This coming WrestleMania, Sammy's in it, wins it, and let's say let's say Roman beats Cody Rhodes night two, and he's beat up from two nights of wrestling. You know, The Rock and Cody, he's in the ring celebrating, and what happens? Sammy's music hits, he runs down and cashes in on Roman and wins a title, and then you end on a happy note. Sammy is the new WWE champion. I mean that that's just, that's just one thing I saw on Twitter. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, and I, I, that's a really big discussion point. Maybe we should save that for a separate video or or or, or you know podcast, right? Um, because there's a lot of discussion. I, I've seen both sides discussed online. Like some people are saying he's the, the new true next big baby face. He should want to be beat Roman. And then there's some people. No, he's not a main eventer. He should not be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be a great there's discussion a- point. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with that. And and because then you have to I mean, yeah, it would be a great moment. It would be nice to get a huge crowd reaction. It'll be but like up you, there. It'll be up there with Brian Danielson winning uh, oh, Kofi. Yeah. It'll be like that type of moment. Oh, yeah. But then then you'd have to book him as champion going forward. Yeah. And that's, what do you do that's, after? Yeah. I feel like on the road to something like that, him taking the championship away from Roman, you'd have to build him up to be he'd have to be I mean mega Sami Zayn right like <laughs> well, dude, like, imagine if he you know bust out some of his old offense on Roman Reigns the uh, the tornado DDT through the oh, middle of the man. ropes he's doing NXT well he's doing that Ring of Honor or yeah, yeah. NXT um, then hits like imagine he hits Roman with a brain buster on the turnbuckle like bust out his old offense people yeah. would pop because he hasn't done oh, yeah. it for so long and then a haluva kick mm-hmm. um and imagine, let's say, let's hypothetically, he does beat Roman, he becomes champion, and Kevin Owens comes down to the ring, and you know, you think about NXT when Sammy won the title, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens turned on him and powerbombed him on the on the apron, 
But this time around, he actually hugs him, and then you end yeah. on a Hollywood ending, you know, you end on a happy note like that. They, they could have they could have their WrestleMania twenty moment. Yeah, you know, like maybe by then the titles will be split, and maybe both of them. That would be a that'd be a cool thing. See, everyone's mm. giving everyone's showing Sammy love. We got to give Kev, you know, and imagine how crazy that would be, right? They both had crazy moments at WrestleMania this year, right? Uh, uh, Kevin Owens with Austin and Sami Zayn with with Johnny Knoxville. Are you, they, are you talking about yeah with um, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero. celebrating? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting what they do here. I mean, like I said, that's a bigger discussion point about Sami Zayn and what they want to do with him, because I feel like what what is the better call? Is it to have, you know be the one to challenge um, <laughs> challenge Roman Reigns, or would it be better for him to win the tag titles with Kevin Owens? So, right. um, for me, me personally, I'm uh, I'm just thinking. Well, okay, as far as Kevin Owens' plans being put on hold, I'm all for it. I'm actually kind of glad they're putting it off because the stuff with Bloodline is so good. It would have sucked if it was only it was done in three to four weeks. I like that they're going to stretch out for maybe months, for a few months, because every week it's like the most fun, important thing to talk about right. every week. And so I'm 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 glad that they're not they're not pulling the plug on it yet, and well, they're going to let this marinate for a while. Well, yeah, now because now it feels like okay, Sammy's. Sammy's really a part of the bloodline. At first, you know, you could kind of see where they could have pulled mm-hmm. the plug and been like, no. But now this just, I feel like this makes it better. It makes the bloodline stronger. Yeah. Sammy Zane's, Sammy Zane's really, um, I Ref- think he's really freshened, freshened that, up the, the bloodline. The faction, yeah. He's, he's given now, it, he's made a reason for the Usos to continue to be tag champs and yeah. even Roman, right? Because I know yeah. people were like, oh, Roman, he needs to drop one of the titles or he needs to drop them both. But I really feel like Sammy being a part of the bloodline makes them even stronger. So now people are, now the talk is, Oh, keep the title on him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, for, for, well, see, for me, it's like, okay, if they would have done broke up Sammy from the bloodline in like three to four weeks, would that would have been what in October or November? I rather right. them stretch this out. And then if him and Kevin Owens reunite, I think that's better for a WrestleMania stage. So I'm actually glad they're going to push this for the next few months. You know what I mean? Like I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually glad for this because it's going to lead to like, yeah, um, you know, WrestleMania. Like I'm, I'm all for that. So I'm all for them, you know, pushing this back and letting this ride for a bit. Um, like I said, maybe for a, a future episode, let's dig more deep into, um, you know, I suspect maybe we'll get a, a, a fan email about this. Like, who should be mm-hmm. the one to dethrone Roman? And we can go through all the possible candidates. And with that, oh, we, yeah. can go, we can go maybe more in-depth chat about Sami Zayn, the pros and cons of him winning or not winning. Because, like, what's better, him beating Roman or him reuniting with Kevin Owens and winning the tag titles at WrestleMania? What's a better moment? What's a more right. realistic moment? What's better for the fans and for maybe the, the company and the roster? 
like I said, that, that's a more longer conversation we can have Definitely. about that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm all for them putting this on hold. And yeah, just props to Sami Zayn. Like I said, we can go. There's so much to talk about Sami Zayn. I'm, I'm holding back right now. Did you see? Did you see what he said about his his theme music and about how he was? Glad, I forgot who he who he was talking to or where he said it, but I, I think he mentioned his. Someone had asked him about his theme music, and he says that he's glad that. Uh, like that it changed um because he said he'd had that one for so long and it was harder to dance to that one than it is to the one that he has now (laughs) yeah 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 no i mean i'm sure he likes the character change this is something Mm -hmm. different for him so like i said there's so much to talk about Sami Zayn. like i'm 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 holding back right now because like i i can open up more and give my thoughts on this there's so much but you know for the sake of time and stuff we'll we'll, have a bunch of other stuff to get into but um i'm with you uh there's so much to discuss with Sami Zayn. Not to sound like a broken record. We'll, we'll get into it on a separate podcast. But uh, speaking of SmackDown, let's go ahead, jump within the ropes, talk about SmackDown Raw for this week. So SmackDown this week, the big takeaway was the bloodline, Sami Zayn, <laughs> that promo in the ring. So um, this show started off with Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa, uh, taking on uh, Ridge Holland and uh, Butch, the uh, uh, um in, in the opening tag match, uh, uh, what's it? Brawling Brutes, right? I was, I was, I was Brawling Brutes. Brawling Brutes. A banger after a banger after a banger. <laughs> <laughs> but that opening tag match, the Brawling Brutes win, partly because the bloodline, the friction, you know, Jay and them getting Sammy still arguing stuff. And, Brawling uh, Brutes have become some fan favorites, too. Dude, Seamus has has become one of the best wrestlers for that company in the last like two years. Yeah. Like really when he says banger after banger after banger, it's true. And oh, I did yeah. ask Seamus about that at uh SummerSlam last year in Las Vegas. I said, dude, like what, what fountain of youth have you been drinking? Cause like all of a sudden these last like year at that point, like year, year and a half, he's been putting on these incredible matches, you know, th- and the Thunderdome and, you know, back on the mm-hmm. road and stuff. And he said like, he felt he was at a point where, Oh, I have to find that clip. I should maybe isolate it. But he said, like, he fell at the point where, you know, he needed to make a change and get back on TV more. And so he knew he had to kind of change up his matches and just to win back people and stuff. So I give him credit for just going out there and at his age still, like, you know, reinventing himself and um, putting on these classic matches to kind of get recognition again. So he mm-hmm. really made the effort. Um so because of that, Roman Reigns comes out. It's like the dad coming home and the kids are fighting. <laughs> so, <laughs> comes in you know, after commercial break. He's in the ring and he says, I don't like to do this stuff backstage. I like to handle this in the ring. And, you know, Sammy grabs a mic and, you know, says, hey, Jay just hasn't been himself. He hasn't been feeling too oozy. <laughs> Everyone started laughing, cracking up, and then that broke the bloodline. Like they, they started corpsing, <laughs> they started laughing. This was hilarious. Jay's trying to keep a straight face. Jimmy's in the background. Paul's smiling. Solo, we never saw. He never showed him on camera. So who knows if he was laughing or not? <laughs> and Roman's trying to keep a sm- uh, uh, a straight face too, but he starts like grinning. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Jay's trying to cover his face, but. And Roman's like, oh, Jay, you're not feeling oozy? He just kept playing, like, going, like, acknowledging oozy. You're not feeling oozy? Is that what this is all about? That's all about. You're not feeling oozy? Um, 
What did you think of this whole segment? I thought it was great. It, you know, every week it seems like the segments that they're all involved in just get better and better and better. And like we just got done talking about how good Sami Zayn is. Yeah. You know, he – I don't know if it's – I don't know. I mean, did they know he was going to say that? It did You know, well, like is it – well, Brian Alvarez, I heard, like, Sammy said Usi before. I just don't know when. He says he said it once before on TV, but it didn't really pick up like it did now, which I was like, Well, hmm. and it, I just find it weird. You know, uh, Jay Uso's name on Instagram is Usi Juicy. So, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, that, I, 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 it made me laugh because it's just like, yo, is he, like, trolling Jay? <laughs> You know, I, everyone everyone talks about how you know he's you know he's making them you know break and and stuff and, and you know it seems intentional, but no, it really does seem intentional at this point. Like he's really trying to get them to like laugh, and um, it's working. <laughs> well, because you know he's got the long shaggy hair, he's got the big beard, his facial reactions are funny, like all that yep. combined, he's just a character. Mm-hmm. And I would love to know what he's because you notice when when Roman's talking. And like you see Sammy in the background, like saying stuff. Still, I wish we could hear what he's saying. I was trying, trying to mouth read him, but I wouldn't yeah. be saying other things to make him laugh. But I love this segment because in Rome, Jay was laughing. He's trying to turn away, away from the mm-hmm. hard cam. And Roman's like, "No, no, no, man! You stay right here." He grabs him by the neck. It's like you stay right here. Like <laughs> it's like you're gonna I laugh love, with me. I love how the camera didn't like. Turn, like, turn or change to something. You know, I love cuts, how they, yeah, yeah. I love how they, it was just simple. It was shot perfectly, and I also think that you know, while we've been on the topic of Sami Zayn, I think Jay Uso deserves some credit too. He's been really, really well um, in this whole storyline. Like mm-hmm. even just even when they when Roman had told him to take the shirt off and then Jay ripped the shirt off and Jay's pacing around the ring he's like take it off right well the thing it's like which segment's better the T-shirt segment or this segment the Uzi segment I mean they're both great in their own way mm-hmm. uh, from a suspense standpoint that maybe the T-shirt one. But from like an actual just entertainment, it's the Usi one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, that's a perfect way to categorize it. You yeah. know, suspense wise, it would definitely be the T-shirt. But man, <laughs> <laughs> like we're all watching this, and we all know what's going on. And we're laughing. Like that's right. a great segment, I think, for anyone to watch. Be like, see, this is why I love pro wrestling. It's like. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be serious, but we know at the end of the day they're entertainers and, you know, they're not perfect. It's like Saturday Night Live. Sometimes people break and they're, they just, they can't keep in character. And, it, and it's very rare, you know, in, in WWE, like we're seeing a lot more of it now. Like people seem more comfortable and be themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just glad that they went out there and they're not, and, and we haven't really seen much. Uh, I mean, I was going to say I'm glad that they're not going out there being robots, right? Which obviously Roman Reigns, he doesn't go out there like he. We get it's as real mm-hmm. as it gets with Roman, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm just I'm just glad that Sammy's able to go out there and really express himself, really just let loose and be free. And and even with Jimmy and Jay, like Jimmy Jay solo now, Heyman, it's just like at first the the whole thing was just getting kind of stale, and now it's just it, it. You you get excited when you see all of them on the screen in the ring. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> and it's become a thing over the past few weeks, right? Like 
Sami Zayn interrupting uh, Roman. I, I mean, you'd have to think now, at what point is Roman going to get tired of Sami Zayn interrupting him, right? <laughs> I wonder, you know, maybe when they do turn him, it's in Montreal. Mm, oh, no. <laughs> they turn on him in Montreal, and then the fans are going to be rooting for Sami. Oh, I think that would be that'd be epic. And then, like, you know, if, if they want to keep it to Sammy wins the tag titles with Kevin Owens, then maybe Kevin makes the save there. Yeah. Um, it makes That's, the I, I, th- I like your idea better. That it has perfect. to be Montreal Elimination Chamber. Like, you know, Sammy does something, screws up, and they finally had it with him. Um, and they all turn and beat him up. And, you know, unless I, I, they do, unless they do. Um, elimination chamber, Montreal, and then the next night maybe they do somewhere else in Canada or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I think that's where they got beat beat him down. Like, yeah. I know blood is not the norm in WWE, but like really like bleed him up like that from a visual dramatic standpoint. That would be epic. And then Kevin makes the save. Mm-hmm. And that would heighten things with with Roman Reigns as a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but this this segment alone was just so entertaining, um, and no, it just it was very fun. And on the subject of Roman, let's just jump to Raw real quick. As far as Roman's promo that night, uh, he makes the rare appearance on Monday Night Raw. Comes out, um, and the, the big story they're trying to tell with with Paul Heyman and Logan Paul is like Paul Heyman's trying to warn him that you know Logan Paul has like plate in his hand and you know uh, what with the bolts in there whatever it is so you know he could be a threat if he lands one lucky punch he could really knock you out and Roman's like I don't care and he's getting pissed um we see the Miz come out and he's like hey I brought Logan Paul to WWE I know him I can help you take him out and right. then if you help him you help me like take out Dexter Loomis and Roman's like, oh, let me hear you out. And then sure enough, he knocks him out. He's like, oh, he's going to try to knock me out like this and knocks out Miz. I thought that was a great segment. Yeah, definitely. But the point I'm getting at is afterwards, he's walking up the ramp and there's this video that's online. And he's like, this is my company. This is my camera. This is my show. And like, I'm paraphrasing here, but he was going off. Like he's pissed off that people actually think Logan Paul has a chance again. And he's like, I'm you know, in God mode. How dare mm-hmm. you doubt me? Question me. Mm-hmm. And you and I were going back and forth on it. <clears throat> I think, you know, if they want to do the rock Roman stuff at WrestleMania, that could be planting the seeds there. Like they could save that video clip and clip it. And next year, you know, rock comes back and he says, you think you're ahead of the table? I saw this clip here. You saying this is your company? You're the head of the table. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Like I think that could be used for a future storyline purpose. I don't know what you think oh, yeah. about that whole thing. I agree. It's it's one of those. It's like a perfect, perfect, like a perfect package, right? Yeah. yeah. They could play that over and over and over, and 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 it could be something like you said that 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 they go back to, um, if and when it's time to do, um, you know, the Rock and 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 Roman something to go back to Rock and reference in when you know one of his promos if and when he comes back so i think i think it was great and it also brings some you know every now and then roman will 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 have that fire in him lately he's been low-key you know Mm -hmm. he's beat him he's beat everyone right um he doesn't really feel like anyone's a threat to him at the moment but the fact that you know paul Heyman even is like hey watch out you know 
make, makes him mad. So I'm glad he, when he left the ring, he he had something to get off his chest and um, kind of like a like I'm tired of this. I'm gonna and he always gets in this mode right before a match. Well, I like that Alpers like show some fire in Paul Heyman like in the background. Finally, instead of looking <laughs> nervous, he was like smiling, like yeah. like my job is done. Like I'm I, glad I, you I, caught that. <laughs> I, I, I woken up the monster. My work yep. here is done. But yep. I, before I forget, real quick, the Sami Zayn. Now that clip of the Waffle House, like he, he was doing an interview with Caleb Braxton. He says, "I'm going to take you guys to the Waffle House," and then Jay st- 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 uh, uh, sat him. Was like, "Really?" Like he's all happy, and Jimmy's in solo are laughing. Was that for like? Was that an online interview? Yeah, that was that was on a SmackDown Lowdown. So it's the thing that they film. It's it's like Raw Talk. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, that airs that airs the next day. So it airs on Saturday. Okay, (laughs) so he wanted to make it up to him taking the Waffle House. (laughs) Oh, so good. Oh Oh, man. So we'll talk more about Roman in the predictions real quick. Um, Also with SmackDown, the other big thing was Emma. Made her big, or aka Tennille Dashwood, made her big return to WWE after five years. So Ronda had the open challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and yeah, Emma answered the call. And uh, yeah, it's cool. Welcome back, Emma. She welcome back. Um, five years back, and uh, five years to the day she got released, apparently. And then um, uh, she signed a new deal and will be on the SmackDown <clears throat> brand. So um, yeah, it's very cool to see her back. What you think? I thought it was good. Um, I didn't think that her and Rhonda, uh, uh, the chemistry was like, eh. It was just like you, like mm-hmm. you can tell that um, Emma was trying to, you know, just have, go out there and have a good match, right? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was what it was. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the tarantula she did on the ropes. That was yeah. that was neat. And you know, to give Emma credit for anyone who doesn't know who uh emma is right. um uh i know ronda was joking when she was walking to the ring trying to do the clumsy emma emma did the the goofy dance well that was with santino right yep. mm-hmm. but when she was in nxt it was like the pop in the bubbles yeah that's right <laughs> she but had bubbles when, <laughs> when she was in nxt um her and Paige fought for the be the first ever nxt women's championship am i right is that yeah that's right and they had like a really good match, and I think a lot of people see that as like kind of influence for the women's revolution in WWE. Like these two women had an incredible match, and it's like, see, you know, post like Divas era, you can sign credible, hardworking, badass uh, female wrestlers. They'll put on amazing matches. So mm-hmm. Paige and Emma kind of uh, laid the footprint, uh, the blueprint for that. So. Um, so you know, to Emma's credit, I think that's something she doesn't maybe get acknowledged enough of, and so yeah. that that was cool to see her back and stuff. And you know, a uh, real talk, she's uh, goes out with Mad Cat Moss, so it's cool she's on that's SmackDown right. with him. So you know, couples can travel together and stuff. So, um, but Ronda, I do want to say she's much better as a heel. I, I feel she's more natural on the microphone. She doesn't need to worry about trying to cater to the fans. She could just speak <clears throat> her mind much better. So the backstage segment. Her and Shayna Baszler look like they're back on the same page. Shayna Baszler choked, choked out Natty. I'm like, could this be like the new two-woman power trip? <laughs> like, yeah. Badass I thought that was tanky? perfect. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. I, you know, and I really want Ronda to speak less and and and, and hurt more. You know, yeah. you, you know I, I, uh, yeah. I just, I want her to go out there. Like, even, even in an open challenge, like when she grabbed the mic, it just... Still feels a little forced, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to bring whatever sh- I've been seeing. You know, WWE social medias have been uploading like a lot of uh, uh, stuff that they do on the, the, the house show stuff. A lot more. Oh lately. yeah, I know. So, on the Instagram, they don't post like photos anymore. They just post reels, like like yeah. se- like outside of TV footage, <clears throat> like footage from the crowd. Like they, I know yeah. it looks like cell phone footage, but I know they have like high quality DSLR cameras filming the same stuff you see on TV, but in a different angle. So mm-hmm. they're just posting reels now all the time, not actually posting yeah, photos not, anymore. I'm not sure what the strategy is there, but I did notice that, and I was like, hmm, what's from what, what I've been that? told, reels are the new thing on Instagram. That's what's taken off. That gets the most engagement. So they're probably like, right. all right, these videos are going to get more engagement than a photo. That That's my only guess. Well, and also in terms of exclusive, right? Because anybody can upload pictures. A lot of people usually take the pictures and upload them on mm. their pages and stuff. So yeah. in order to get people to come to look at their stuff, why not just film these hot things segments and you know spots and from different angles i know that one involving lashley and uh lesnar with the 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 table spot Mm, that mm. was that was that was pretty sweet angle that they filmed it yeah we'll get into that too (laughs) um so yeah no uh congrats welcome back emma Rhonda. much better character work as of late can't wait to see what her and shana do it's you know triple h loves shana baszler so i love that he's making her a badass as well like she was on NXT like re- rehabilitating her character mm-hmm. uh, real quick I just want to mention uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was Hit Rose mystery op- uh, excuse me tag partner taking on Legado del Fantasma in a six man tag now this match while they had a rivalry in NXT when Swerve was down there um, now I-, I thought they just kind of rushed into this this rivalry too soon on Smackdown because when this match happened, I feel like both teams are both fresh to the SmackDown roster. Both of them can't really afford a loss right now. So that's why I was kind of like a little, little bummed that they got into this program already. Um, ultimately, um, Hit Row and Shinsuke defeat Legado del Fantasma, which, okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel bad for Legado. Like they just debuted a few weeks ago and they've already taken a loss. Like it's the new hot thing new hot toy for SmackDown. So, I don't know. Did you feel the same way at all with that? Um, I felt I felt I, I didn't really have an issue with them them losing or or even the fact that they're revisiting okay. this feud only because I feel like you know, I kind of feel like you know, Triple H is in charge now. I feel like he's trying to get some of these feuds that happened in NXT that maybe didn't have a proper payoff. Right. Recycle them, recycle, yeah. kind of recycle okay. it, and 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 get it hot again. And I mean, I'm just happy that it, it as a group, um, Legato got their first loss, and it was against a team like Hit Row, someone who I felt like needed the win. They had been okay. losing, yeah, and I and, and I and I believe they had just lost uh, in a tag team match. Uh, mm, that's to, right. To you know, Legato. Legato. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Kind of like a you know. So it's kind of like a you know trading wins there, and then 50, also fifty, yeah, fifty fifty. And then also, I'm just you, you know, I think the real important thing for Legato is is Santos Escobar. Like as long mm. as he's not losing any singles matches right off the gate, okay. Um, or good point. Or taking the pin, mm-hmm. then I'm 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 all for that. And but for Hit Row, I feel like they needed it. You know, they've been on the SmackDown roster longer than the Legato and they've okay. taken a few more losses than them. So I feel like they needed it. No, no, that's a good point. No, I'm glad you said that. 
And I do think with Santos, that's money right there. I, I know, mm. listen, for what, the last 10, 15 years, I think fans have always said, like, who's going to be the next Eddie Guerrero? And you know, there's been different, you know, Mexican wrestlers who've been on the roster and people thought, oh, is this the next Eddie Guerrero? You know, you look at um, Andrade, uh, uh, um, Angel Garza, you know, Angel's like just like a tag team thing right now. It's like there's been guys up there who's like uh, people are thinking, oh, could this be the next Eddie Guerrero? I think Santos, not to put a label on him, I, I very much want him to have his own identity and character yeah. and be his own person. But I think he could be some, like, you know, potentially an Eddie Guerrero. And something, you know, friends have told me, Santos can speak English very well mm-hmm. and he can speak Spanish. Like, he can do both. Like, he's really good on the microphone. Like, he can jump from English to Spanish like that. No yeah. problem. Very, you know, very well spoken either way. So that's money right there as far as, you know, depending where they're at. You know, if they're you know in the U.S. or Mexico or something. Um, obviously, in-ring skills-wise, he's great. So, no, I, I really want to see Santos um, do well. And, you know, hopefully in the coming years, he can really, you know, rise up to, like, yeah, maybe a main event type scenario like Eddie Guerrero once was. So, mm-hmm. uh, that'd be great. I'm, I'm really rooting for Santos on the main roster. I was really excited for him. Yeah. Um, and then last thing, real quick, we just want to touch for, 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 for SmackDown. Bray Wyatt's promo. Once again, he's kind of cutting another promo, just in regular clothes. Gets interrupted by a figure on the big screen with a mask. Revealed himself to be Uncle Howdy. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter is funny because some people are like, oh, that was awesome. That was great. Creepy. Some people are like, man, what joke is this? This looks ridiculous. (laughs) And (laughs) for me, I see both sides. Not to cop out and just say I'm like down the middle yeah I see the goofiness there I get it but at the same time you know I love WWE and I'm all for enjoying the ride for what it is and seeing what this payoff is so it didn't really phase me as much as some people did um but yeah what you think about the Uncle Howdy debut on Smackdown so I know a lot of people, as soon as I saw the reveal, I was like, oh, a lot of people are going to be so upset that it's it's someone wearing a mask. <laughs> Allegedly, when people think it's Bray Wyatt wearing a mask. <laughs> right. And so I was like, oh, man, if it's Bray wearing a mask. Oh, this is this isn't gonna last very long, right? Like talking to himself, like he's yeah. fighting against himself. Like, is that what this is? Right, but then I seen the I you know when there were talks of him um, possibly coming back to WWE, I'd seen a report of him uh, wanting to do like a three faces of Foley, and mm-hmm. you know even you know that even during the White Rabbit campaign, there were talks of six different personalities and stuff. So if that was the case, I feel like that would still be fine. Yeah, like if he if he was playing Uncle Howdy and he had all these different personalities and things talking to him, and I feel like that would still be okay. But <laughs> so okay, Bray comes out and he says that this is just him as a man he wasn't hiding behind a mask anymore, uh, and he's here to do big things. And um, but sometimes he does lose control of himself. Um, he said he didn't care if he did horrible things before. But then, you know, that's when we saw Uncle Howdy and Uncle Howdy said, uh, 
that they were the ghosts of the man who sold the world and said that Bray would never be able to hide from him. So a couple things, you know, yeah, is it Bray in a pre-taped video package as Uncle Howdy? Some people noticed the earring and it's like an earring Bo Dallas has worn. So is it Bo Dallas behind the mask? Um, the mask itself, you know, if you kind of look at it, it kind of looks like Barry Windham, which is Bo and Bray's uncle. <laughs> so <laughs> is Uncle Howdy a play on Barry Windham <laughs> in some ways? Right. Uh, uncle Uncle Barry. So um, I'll, I'll see how it goes. I like I my, my thing is, though. I'm worried that if he cuts just too many promos and there's no actual in-ring action, people are going to get bored with this. So I'm with you. It's like, you know, well, I, I, I hope this is long-term storing. I hope there is going to be some payoff with some, like, in-ring action. Mm-hmm. So I know they said Bray's going to make an appearance at Crown Jewel. So hopefully get a big story beat moment there. Maybe get Uncle Howdy in person there. So Hopefully, hopefully something. I mean, I know we're probably going to get another QR code <laughs> and stuff, but, you know, even hopefully it's something. I mean, they said Bray was going to be at Crown Jewel, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I we'll wonder see. how they're going to wonder how they're going to squeeze time in for that you know <laughs> oh, man. we'll see all right let's move on to monday night raw real quick i know this is another long episode thank you everyone for for bearing with us but hey so much going on so hopefully much. we're making up for lost time with lack of episodes you know previously um we'll jump with raw we'll talk about just some of the big highlights talk about roman already uh, um i do want to talk about the ta- women's tag titles but first, I do want to talk about Johnny Gargano <laughs> and the big reveal of Miz's secret in a tell-all interview. So we know Miz has WWE been WWE investigates. <laughs> Byron Saxon. So listen, I know we talked about this. You know, Miz has been like being stalked by Dexter Loomis, hunting him down, going to his home, attacking him in matches, kidnapping him, beating him up, choking him out. But Johnny confronts Miz a couple times says, I know what's really going on here. Uh, you better tell or I will. Finally, Johnny gave up on Miz. Miz said, no, I'm not going to do it. So Johnny has a sit-down interview with Byron Saxon and reveals what happened. And, um, yeah, in the tell-all interview, he just pretty much admitted that, uh, yeah, Miz paid Dexter Loomis to attack him and stalk him for the attention. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, let me see. I'm just looking. Uh, what's the other? Uh, if it's anything specific, quote wise, am I missing here? Uh, man, so much happened on Raw this week. Sorry. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he really had an audio recording of the Miz talking about paying Dexter Loomis to attack him. So we heard the audio clip there. Um, and then the yeah, Johnny theorized that Miz paid Dexter to attack him to get out of matches he could not win but eventually must have stopped paying him, causing Dexter to turn on him. So, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's why Dexter's now cutting him down. And yeah, Miz wants the attention, you know, cause that's kind of like the thing in, in Hollywood, you know, there are some people who faked attacks on themselves to get the attention. We've seen that, you know, in recent years. Um, <laughs> so Brian, are you happy with this conclusion, this explanation for the Miz and Dexter Loomis storyline? Are you okay with it? Yes and no. <laughs> yes 
Yes, because I feel like if this if this was the the if the, like if this was the plan all along, then they did a really great job of not like blowing it or you know because I, I don't think anyone could have uh, predicted that this was all this was happening because <laughs> Miz just wanted attention, right? <laughs> but at the same time. Um, it's a great recovery too. I mean, I'm looking. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about. Okay, maybe plans change because Tommaso Champa's out with an injury. Mm, the hip so, injury. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe plans change. So great recovery, or you know, I look. I I think that it's a little weird because why would Dexter Loomis? I mean, okay, he lost his job, so that that's why he'd need the money, right? <laughs> that's right, he needed the money. The, the reenactments were great. <laughs> like, Johnny playing all the different characters, the blurry. Johnny, okay. Johnny did those perfectly, man. But, I yeah, mean, I guess it does make sense. You know, Dexter was out of a job, so he needed money, so Miz paid him. So, mm-hmm. but, And I guess Kayfabe, he still doesn't have a contract with WWE, so right. maybe they do wrestle at some point, Miz and Dexter, winner, or if Dexter wins, he gets a contract. Maybe that's the... Uh, the bigger payoff here but i enjoyed it It was comedic it was a little campy obviously uh <laughs> wasn't as shocking maybe as <laughs> some people i mean <laughs> fans were like speculating to dexter do <laughs> bodily harm <laughs> to, to to miz <laughs> when he kidnapped him <laughs> well and i think i think even the explanation them showing miz like when, like when he kidnapped Miz and how Miz just kind of walked backwards. I thought that was great. Like mm. that, that, yeah. stuff like that is. I was like, okay, little see, detail, yeah, little details like that. Like that's perfect. And while you know, most people look at this whole situation and go, "Oh, that's it." It's just you. I can appreciate the little details like that because it takes it takes effort. Like they could have easily just been like, "Oh, you know, it's because." Uh, you did this or you did that. You know they they really went into a whole thing. Shot Gargano reenacting all these different. <laughs> well, it's, at least like here in this situation, there is a payoff. How many times we've seen under Vince, maybe these different storylines, and there's no payoff. They like maybe just drop a story and they give up, and there's no mm-hmm. finale, or there is a payoff and it's not that good. Like with. Um, uh, Red Beer, uh, Eric Rowan, mm-hmm. you know, what was the in Spider, Spider, Goofy Spider in a cage, and mm-hmm. you know, the payoffs sometimes are kind of goofy. So, this one I think is a little bit better compared to the, pra- the, the past, what we're conditioned to. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so well, and to, and, to, and to just think that it's still not done either, right? Like, uh-huh. we, we still, we still got to hear the Miz's you know part in all this i'm sure he's gonna have a huge explanation right and then dexter loomis like you said like does the match eventually happen you know does he get a contract just because you know people feel bad for him because he's been promised money and he did he hasn't gotten it whatever you know like mm-hmm. what actually happens um i think is gonna play a big part into you know this whole thing too so uh yeah, and then uh, it was cool seeing Matt Riddle take on Otis in a trick or treat, uh, or, or um yeah, trick or street fight. So mm-hmm. a match like that normally, you know, thought we'd only be under Vince McMahon. I guess Triple H was like, okay, we can still have one of those type of goofy matches. 
I mean, I guess it was a 5-4 reported. They scraped the idea of doing like a Halloween party. Thank God. Those are usually pretty, <laughs> pretty ridiculous. Um, but Riddle coming out dressed like Ezekiel. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with Elias there. So it looks like him and Elias are buddies right now. So that's kind of an interesting partnership, which, you know, we could talk maybe more next time about that, that partnership, our thoughts on that. Right. Um, Seth Rollins took an Austin Theory, defeated him. Seth Rollins now a little blonde streaks in his hair and got some blonde in there again. Not it's not mm-hmm. one side like the old Shield days and uh, NXT days, but you know it's more like like more flowing through the whole set like of a, hair. Yeah, it's like a it's like a full full streaks. <laughs> yeah, which is okay, cool, something different. He kind of teased it over at uh, Sheamus's wedding. He posted. Mm-hmm. Uh, a photo of like blonde hair and everyone's like oh my god he's back well it's a little bit different but yeah something different maybe maybe becky was like yeah i gotta change the look up a little bit come on yeah yeah so but he did pick up the victory so good for him starting a uh, great match too yeah and collect some wins uh austin theory another loss though i don't know what's going another on. loss but I, I i do think that austin theory has been really uh performing well in these matches that he's losing in mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. and maybe that's the bigger picture i feel like maybe maybe the goal is to just have austin theory have these matches with all these people have them be because for the most part i feel like every austin theory match whether it's with chad gable or riddle or styles or whoever it's they're always really really good matches and this one was like pay-per-view level like could have been for the United States title level type of mm-hmm. match. And so, you know, um, I think maybe the goal is to get him in that, uh, like get him out of that conversation of can he hang? Does he belong here? Is he a main event level guy? You know, put him in there with main event level guys. And yeah, he's not going to pick up a bunch of wins right now, but you know, eventually he'll get there. Yeah. So, uh, no, great for Austin Theory. You know, definitely just want to see him kind of progress in the ring and, you know, hopefully just get some more credibility. So when he does cash in, you know, it's a little more believable when that does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing from Raw I want to touch on before we get into the predictions real quick. So the main event, uh, uh, so we saw Bianca Belair in the beginning of the show take on Nikki Cross. She did win. Damage control comes out, beating her down. Um, a returning Oscar from injury and Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss comes running down, makes the save, and uh, Oscar and Alexa Bliss challenge Damage Control Dakota Kai and Io Sky for the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles, and that was the main event here. Um, great, you know, main event here, and then the shocker: Alexa Bliss and Oscar win. They defeat Damage Control to become the new women's. WWE Tag Team Champions. Um, Twitter afterwards, a lot of people were kind of furious with this booking decision, and conversation was very heated over the next you know twenty four hours over this. So, Brian, I definitely want to ask you: Do you think this was the right call? Are you cool with this? Or you know, should have been something different? <laughs> it's is Damage Control in trouble now? As just credibility as a faction right what's your what's your head thinking right now with everything is damage control damaged Um, (laughs) yes i feel like i mean i was okay so i was happy with the decision only because i mean why not like yeah main event 
Raw, yeah, it's it's you know go home show to Crown Jewel. A lot of people always talk about how a lot of go home shows are aren't really newsworthy. Like no one's ever. Everyone always mm-hmm. leaves a go home show talking about how bad it mm-hmm. was, and mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. I feel like it's something different. I know the women's tag titles don't really have a good reputation right now, just because yeah. of how serious the lack of serious that is it's, the the division's been taken. There aren't many tag teams to go for. But if you let's say if you have two, right, Alexa mm-hmm. and Oscar and Damage Control, and if that's your two and you have championships, and yeah, I know a lot of people say you should scrap them and whatnot, but they're not going anywhere. The titles aren't going anywhere. You don't have very many teams, so yeah. You don't want to have one team continue to lose every single time they go up against each other, right? So mm-hmm. this, yeah, okay. So this time, Alexa Bliss and Asuka picked up the win. They became new champions. They got a chip on their shoulder. They 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 got taken out by Damage Control, right? For a couple of weeks, they came back. They got the job done, and it looks like they're they're gonna defend them again on Saturday at Crown Jewel, right? So yeah, this could lead to something bigger. I think, right? I mean, unless we're just going back to the old booking, right? <laughs> I think it's too early to judge on whether this is uh, a time to panic for the women's division as a whole or the tag team women's division. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a little too early. I think we got to wait and see what happens at the crown jewel. Yeah. Well, okay. So I saw some people complain like, okay. Come on, Asuka and Alexa Bliss make their big return after being off TV for a while, and right away they get a title shot. Like from a storyline standpoint, that doesn't make sense. And then if you're damage control and you're the heels, you'd be like, "Nah, you haven't earned anything. Like you're the back of the line right now. You got to earn an opportunity." It's like, well, why? Why agree to a uh, match? Well, and that's true. But like I said, <sighs> there aren't many tag teams. In- yeah. People complain when 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 WWE just puts random people together, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if anyone, if if you, if we're talking, you only get a championship opportunity if you earn one, deserve one. It's going to take a few weeks, maybe a month or two, for a new tag team to form, and then for them to prove themselves as a legit tag team to go up against Damage Control. In the meantime, Damage Control don't have any competition because there aren't many tag teams. Yeah. So who else are they going to drop the titles to yeah. that are? even credible at this point to beat damage control i feel like it all fits in the story you know yeah well the other thing too is damage control or the the hot potato of the tag tiles because people are okay damage control people are like okay they haven't been booked well like as a threat like their their peak was their debut at SummerSlam. that's what people are saying uh but they're also saying Okay, like the the tag team, the tournament for the new women's tag titles, Damage Control lost there. Yeah. But then they picked up the titles, what, a week later? Um, and they had the titles for, what, what, 48 days, and they drop it here. So they've lost twice in big matches. Mm-hmm. If you're a big, hot new faction, you shouldn't be losing these big matches. That's what people are saying. Um, um, uh, 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 what was I going to say? So Alexa Bliss, Asuka, yeah, winning. Also keep in mind, Triple H, you know, from the Attitude Era, there was a lot of hot, pato- hot potatoing with titles back in the day there. Like, people didn't have super long title reigns in the Attitude Era. So right. I, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, like, I, if you – I feel like we're programmed now to think that 
you you don't have a good title reign unless it's for 300 and over 300 yeah. days right yeah, exactly exactly I mean, the same the same people who have a problem with um uh damage control dropping the title so quickly are the same ones that are saying that Mandy Rose isn't the greatest women's <laughs> NXT women's champion of all time. And she's held the title for 370 plus days. Like Daniel Bryan said, you're fickle <laughs> to this day. He is one of the greatest heels ever. Cause he spoke the truth. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're buried if you hold it for 48 days and, and like you said, right. And then, and don't like, if you're booked that way, but if you're booked like Mandy Rose, you're still not the best. It's still not enough. <laughs> you're, just, you're fickle. Personal, you're all fickle. Preference. Yeah, it's fickle. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, people are speculating what this is leading to. You know how this play into a war games match. Some people are saying, "Oh, could this be like a winner take all type thing?" <laughs> Slow ride, man. The war games. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So. Um, all right, so we'll wrap up talking about Raw right there. Let's go ahead just for the last part here. Let's just give our predictions for Crown Jewel. Uh, uh, let's speed through this real quick. Okay, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, no, Bray Wyatt's, but that's, oh, that's just, so eight matches here. All right, let's, uh, we'll start at the bottom, work our way up. Okay, we talk about Bray Wyatt. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Bray at Crown Jewel. All right, we got the OC versus the Judgment Day six man tag. Brian, who do you think wins this one? I'm gonna go with the OC just because really? Judgment Day. Yeah, just because Judgment. I feel like Judgment Day they won at Clash at the Castle. Okay, um, and so I really feel like the OC gotta have this big win. Um, maybe have Dom take the pin or something, right? <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm leaning towards the judgment day. I know okay. Carl, Carl Anderson got a win on Raw this week against what, Damian Priest. Was it Damian mm. Priest? Yep. Yeah, uh, Damian Priest. So um, um, also I'm thinking, um, you know, judgment day, just keep their momentum going. I'm kind of curious who OC gets to counter Rhea Ripley. That's the big question. So. We find that out Saturday. Oh, I hope so. Right? Is that <laughs> wasn't that supposed to be? I thought that was, that was supposed to be the reveal. We'll see. Hope so I hope <laughs> so. All right. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Omos. Uh, Braun, you know, cut the promo last week on SmackDowns. Like you're a big man. I'm a big man. And it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to this match. I love when big hosses go at it. Mm-hmm. You know, give me five minutes of just like power moves and finishers. Like, mm-hmm. give me that. Just give me all the the, the big meat, slapping meat type of thing. <laughs> Who are you leaning towards this one? I'm gonna go with Braun only because I feel like um, this is this is Braun's opportunity to to say, all right, I'm really back. Right, and I mean Omos. No disrespect to Omos, but I, you know, he doesn't really have that many matches or you know a reputation or track record to be able to say that he's, you know, oh my God, this is gonna make or break Braun Strowman. But mm-hmm. I feel like it is kind of a make or break Braun Strowman moment. He just came back. This is what I believe his first one on one match at a premium live event. So. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like this is the this is opportunity. And hey, he's in this. He's in the. He's in the same country that he won that greatest Royal Rumble championship. That's at. right. <laughs> That's right. He has a good track record overseas over there. He does. He I'm does. with you. I think Braun's going to win. He just returned to the company. Keep him hot with a big win here, and then you know maybe they can use him as a potential opponent for Roman Reigns at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Uh, 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 with the brawling brutes and stuff, I think Sheamus is probably next in line for a match against Roman, just a filler match until we get yeah. to like you know Royal Rumble and main event season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Braun could be someone as a backup maybe because him and Roman do have history. But yeah, I think Braun's gonna win here. Um, oh, yeah. With Omos though, if, once he loses, I don't know what you do with him after this. <laughs> it's just I know he's an attraction, but it's like special attraction, but. Man, I don't know if I'm MVP. Maybe I leave and bring back the hurt business. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. Uh, Drew McIntyre was not on SmackDown this week. He was actually had the night off. He was celebrating Sheamus's wedding. Congrats, Sheamus. He was his best man there. So that's awesome. That is Um, very awesome. Karrion Cross had a match though against Mad Cat Moss. Beat him. Choked him out. Cut a promo, look at the camera. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Poor Madcap Maz. Like, oh. he, so remember when they ch- changed from Vince to Triple H? And the reports are there are some people who are worried about their place on the card once the regime change and the booking. Yep. You know, I, I wonder if Madcap was one of those people because you know he was starting <clears> to finally <throat> get some momentum with mm-hmm. Vince after he broke mm-hmm. away from from Happy Corbin. But once Triple H took over, we haven't really seen Mad Cat Moss that much. So, right. um, you know, I hope maybe Mad Cat, Mad Cat can maybe get some wins in the near future. But, you know, for right now, he's kind of just helped putting other guys over. I feel like, I feel like he's got to go through some repackaging yeah. if he's going to have a future going forward. <laughs> yeah. So with this match here, okay, Karrion mm. Cross won Extreme Rules. You know, Scarlet can get involved, hence why the steel cage to keep people out like her. I feel like Cross should win to keep him strong and be like the second top heel on SmackDown after Roman. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wonder if Drew, Drew needs a win too because he lost at Clash at the Castle. He lost at Extreme Rules. He's been on a losing <clears> streak <throat> on big matches. With the steel cage, you can win just by escaping the cage. So. He could win and Cross still looks strong by not being pinned. So true. My gut, my heart is saying Drew McIntyre. He's our boy. He's the <laughs> friend, of, friend of the program. Yes. Um, I'm okay. I'm gonna go with Drew McIntyre. How about you? I, I'm gonna go with Karen Cross. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I, this I, is probably the I toughest know, match to call. I know Drew needs it. Um, but I think Cross needs it more because he's got he's starting to build that reputation of oh he's boring he's this he's that number one and number two I think uh, Drew McIntyre doesn't really have much to lose losing to Karen Cross he's already lost to Roman mm-hmm. uh, right he's in a big moment big match it's not like it's not like if Drew McIntyre beats Karen Cross that that's gonna catapult him right back into the mm-hmm. title picture or anything but for Cross. I mean, he's he's doing interviews and saying that he he wants to be the next you know WWE Universal Champion. So he's got it. He has to beat McIntyre, and it'll also prove that he can do this with or without Scarlett. 
Oh, okay, good point. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wonder if this is just the you know second big match. There might still be a blow off match at some point, maybe Probably. Survivor Series or something like a third match. Maybe so. Drew does win, and then Cross just. Destroys them afterwards. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, next up for the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles, Alexa Bliss and Oscar, the newly crowned champions, taking on Dakota Kai, Io Sky. I like they just won the titles a few days ago, and so this Saturday they what they've only been champions for what five days. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I'm my I'm leaning towards Alexa and Oscar retaining. How about you? Yeah, I think I agree. I'm going with Alexa and, and Oscar okay. retaining. Just because it would just feel it would just feel weird. I know I know coming out of that people are gonna say, Oh, damage control is buried. They're yeah. done, you know. Unless, you know, Bailey does her job and you know, captures some gold. Well Okay, well, I do have a thought about that. We'll get to that in a second. All right. Okay. For the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, the Usos take on the Brawling Brutes. I mean, <laughs> sorry. There's no way Brawling Brutes are going to win here. No. Nah. Usos are retaining. Yeah. Like, this is just, this is strictly just for a good match. Yeah. Just filler. <laughs> premium live event. That's exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. All right. For the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair taking on Bailey. Last woman standing match. Um, <laughs> I really like Bianca Belair. I like that she's having a long title reign, um, especially as a makeup for that 26 second loss to Becky Lynch. Yeah. This is like a year making up for all that redemption. You know, she got her revenge against Becky at WrestleMania and at the rematch at SummerSlam. She's been having a long title reign. It's like, you know, she had that 26 second loss last year at SummerSlam. And then ever since then, they've really kind of made it up to her and gave her this awesome title reign and she's beating everyone people are saying oh she's like Cena now super Cena it's like well no she's a baby face she's a fighting tough champion of course she's gonna mm-hmm. beat people that's how you that's how you beat that's how you create top champions she's yep. a champion for a reason um I kind of wonder if Bailey could win here and some people are saying you know let Bailey win here become the new Raw Women's Champion Alexa and Oscar retain the tag titles and then the war games match become winner take all and then maybe damage control wins at war games and then that way that's how you get the tag belts back on Dakota and EO and Bailey's the Raw Women's Champion so all three members of damage control become champions after Survivor Series war games um that's that's possible I I don't know. Part but then of wouldn't, shit. but then wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that make it so that it would only have to be, you know, Alexa, Oscar, uh, um, yeah. If Bianca. it's four or four, yeah. What about the other people involved? Mm-hmm. Unless they go to that old school NXT when they did what three teams of three mm. back. Remember, they did that with undisputed, um, uh, uh, pain, uh, authors of authors, authors of pain. Of pain. With Roderick Strong and who's yeah. the three, but you know what I'm saying. But I don't know. I, I'm kind of leaning towards Bianca Belair retaining. I feel like maybe she could be champion all the way through WrestleMania. Um, oh, um, but then again, maybe Bailey wins here and then Bianca wins it back at WrestleMania. That's kind of like the thing. It's like Bianca wins titles at WrestleMania. She beat Sasha. She beat Becky. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she loses the title now and then. You can like rebuild her up for another big 
classic WrestleMania moment. That's her thing is she beats the four horsewomen for ta- for for gold at WrestleMania. That's like her personal story. Um I don't know. I don't know. The safe bet the safe bet feels Bianca. I feel like the safe bet's Bianca here. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm gonna say Ah uh, I'll say I'll say Bianca. Yeah. I'll say I, Bianca just because I agree. Um unless Bailey wins it and then she goes and then Bianca goes in the Royal Rumble and wins the Royal Rumble again. I don't know. I'm or, just going Bianca. Or, Bianca. Or, or or if Bailey wins and then Bianca wins it back on Raw. I don't know. I mean, yeah, hey, that, we, we, that could happen. Seen that? Yeah. All right. We'll go Bianca just to be safe. All right. Next yeah. up, another b- big boy match I'm looking forward to. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. They had a big... Triple H loves his bras and pullaways where everyone gets to clear the locker room and pulls two guys apart. This mm-hmm. Monday was another one of those. Pretty epic. I love Brock Lesnar wearing a Megadeth shirt. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And a shout out to WWE's Twitter or social media team. They said... they. Uh, Use that photo in the tweets is Brock sweating bullets, which is a Megadeth song. So someone in WWE's social media team must be a metalhead. That's <laughs> great, awesome. Great reference. Great caption. Um, but listen, Brian, Brock lost at WrestleMania. Brock lost at uh, uh, SummerSlam. Um, uh, you know, Brock's been losing all the big matches. Or, no, yeah, he lost to Bobby at day one. WrestleMania, the Roman, SummerSlam, the Roman. I feel like Brock is due for a win. I think Brock's going to win here. How about you? Yeah, he is definitely due for a win, but I don't. Oh man, I feel like I feel like Bobby's got to get that win back. Yeah, you know. So Bobby did win at what day one? Or was it? Or was it Royal Rumble? That was Royal Rumble where he um, beat Brock. Right? Did he beat Brock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, Royal Rumble 2022. Yes, it was Bobby Lashley defeated Brock Lesnar for the okay. WWE title. Yeah. That's right. Okay. It was a good match. Okay, so I guess Brock doesn't have to lose here. It was a dream match. You know, finally got to see that you know play out. I feel like I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people on this crown jewel card are in a situation to where like if they lose, what's going to happen with them? Right? Like <laughs> Lashley's up, Lashley's up against the wall. Bailey and Damage Control are up against the wall. Yeah. Gary and Cross and Drew are both against the wall. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's it's uh, you know a lot of a lot of. You know, I like this. It's not an easy thing to pick who who's going to win all these, but um, but yeah, I think Brock's winning here. He's just due for a big win on a big show. I think. Okay. Uh, but then again, he did win the title back at Elimination Chamber in February. So yeah. <clears throat> hmm. I think Brock. That's what I'm going with. Brock. Okay. But all right, main event time for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns taking on Logan Paul. <laughs> We think of the build. I think they've been doing an okay job with I th- the limited schedule that both guys have appearances, I should say. Well, and I think I think maybe it didn't go as well as they wanted it to. I think that the fans got fickle and 
Because I think WWE at least thought that they were going to get more of a babyface reaction for Logan Paul, considering <laughs> he had such. I mean, he had he was getting cheered after his match at SummerSlam. Yeah, true. Everyone was, everyone was talking about how good of a wrestler they were fantasy booking him and Bad Bunny. Like I'm thinking, you know, oh wow, he's he's got the respect. That's what he got. He got everyone's respect uh, for two matches. Yeah, you know, well, the first one was tag team. This one was one on one. He the big table spot. You know, it takes guts to do that. You know, and he executed it perfectly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe they thought, oh, that you know he would get cheered just a, a little bit, but you're not getting cheered against Roman Reigns. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, there's no chance hard. in hell Roman's <laughs> losing. No. Roman's gonna win. He's got bigger plans to worry about. You th- that's you. Th- you think they make it? You think they 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 make us think that it's possible at least for a well, second? Maybe. Okay, so they're they're trying to like you said make Logan Paul a baby face, but it has been fully working. Mm-hmm. And I think because people kind of hate him for what he does outside of pro wrestling with social media and what you know some of the negative stuff <clears> he's done <throat> over the years. Uh, with that being said. I, I, okay, I get the story you're trying to tell is like, you know, he could land that one lucky punch. He knocked out Jay a couple weeks ago. He has the plate in his hand trying to set up like Lex Luger. Remember Lex Luger had the plates in his his, <laughs> <Yeah>. his forearms? <laughs> trying to get some sympathy for him that way. That yep. if he connects a right hand, Roman could be done for. And they're trying to create they're trying to create some doubt that Roman could potentially lose. We know he's not gonna lose here. I think Logan, he's been working with Shawn Michaels. I think he'll put on a credible match, and it'll be entertaining. I'm sure they've been practicing and that stuff. So I think the match will be solid. Uh, but, yeah, Roman's not winning. I'm, I'm sorry. Roman will win. Logan Paul's not going to win. Um, um, I think it'll be fun. I wonder if Logan might actually land a right punch, right. and then Roman kicks out of it just to show that he's in God mode. It's like, See, I took his big punch and I kicked out still. <laughs> right. <laughs> so maybe that that might be one of the spots to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> uh. With we'll see, or maybe he hits Roman and then the referee gets knocked out, and <laughs> <laughs> it could be very overbooked. But then again, yeah. the bloodline might come out and help <clears throat> Roman protect him. Well, so, and there's rumors. There's or PW Insider reported that uh, Jake Paul is supposed to be accompanying his brother. At uh, the Crown Jewels, so got bloodline. He definitely, bloodline. He, he, he definitely won't be getting cheered then. <laughs> oh my god! So, so I, yeah, I mean, Roman's gonna win, and then, um, uh, yeah, I mean, they might overbook it. So yeah, it could be Superman per- punch versus Logan's right punch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, like I said, Roman's gonna win. Um, I'm sure Logan will put up a good fight, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, it, it's it's been an okay bill. Like I said, they've been both had limited schedule appearances with them, so they've been trying to do as best storytelling as they could with what they had. So, um, yeah. and like I said, I'm okay with this match happening at Crown Jewel because, like I said earlier, Crown Jewel I kind of treat as more of like an exhibition or like a a one off show, and like it takes a pause on the main storylines and just fill this shit, get this show done. And when the show's done, they get back to normal business with the regular storyline. So all I'm right. all for, for Logan Paul having this match instead of someone else. I know people complain, Oh, someone else should have an actual full-time member of the roster should have a right. match with Roman. It's like, no, 
I'd rather have some, Logan do this match and then save an actual credible opponent for one of the big four pay-per-views and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you don't want Roman knocking down the entire roster, you know, before it's actually time for him to give up the championships, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, so, yeah, we'll watch uh, Crown Jewel this Saturday morning. Uh, we'll do a review at some point uh, on the weekend, get that done for you guys. So it should be a lot of fun. It should be an entertaining show. I'm excited yes. for it. So uh, on that note, let's start wrapping things up. Um Brian, where can the Clicksters find you online? Clicksters, you guys can find me at Brian Tronic on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget, I will be live tweeting, <laughs> okay, from my Twitter account at Brian Tronic. I will be live tweeting. And I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey83. For everything else, at In The Click. If you want to email us, in the click at gmail.com. I really want to do like a bonus episode of fan mail. We just answer all that stuff. I think that'll be a fun discussion. Um, so yeah, in the click at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast at. Please share the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.